Dunder. Mifflin. <laughs> the office. Asher. I mean, I'm I'm cheating. I'm reading them. Oh, oh. but but okay. that's not even one of them. No, it's fine. <laughs> Oh, 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 this is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley. Hey. <laughs> and jolly old best friend, Derek. Oh, 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 oh. Well, you good. just did the same. Uh, is that better than mine? Yes, it was deeper. Deeper. Okay, fine. <laughs> you are listening to New Release, a movie podcast with a time traveling holiday twist. This is episode 141. Also, number two in our Killer Christmas miniseries. Whoop, whoop. That's right. Ashley, when the heck are we this week? Well, you guessed it. It's still Christmas time. Dates unknown. Parts all blown. <laughs> Blitzen is gone. You're supposed to make that rhyme, kind of. It did. Oh, that's terrible. I'm not going to do that. Gone. <laughs> well, we're <Okay>. freaking trapped. <laughs> In this human-sized snow globe with an old-school TV that somehow only plays killer Santa movies. Hashtag blessed. Cool. <laughs> well, uh, what is showing on this uh, magic eight-ball snow globe TV contraption this week? Well, there's... um. Two violent-looking Santas. One looks more human and one looks more robotic. Um, the taglines are, one says, you better watch out, and the other says, you better not cry. And, of course, I'm talking about Violent Night and Christmas Bloody Christmas. So you're saying we're going to watch two movies? Yeah, we're going to watch two movies. Wow. Surprise. Double feature. Yeah, first time ever. I think that we've done that. We are going to be fully discussing two movies, but let's start with, Violent Night first. <laughs> Taco Bell. Yeah. Time to steal nice Christmas. These bad men are all my naughty list. Let's do me a favor. Close your eyes and sing Jingle Bells. Santa Claus is coming to town. Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, Jingle all the way. Oh, how fun it is to Taking a nap. Eddie's exhausted. Violent night. Rated R. Okay. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was David Harbour, uh, starring as Santa Claus, amongst other many, many other names. In Violent Night, we should mention this movie came out in theaters um two weekends ago from when you're listening to this, and the other movie we're discussing. Um, came out this past weekend on Shutter, so we all we're we're in the present day, sort of, you know, whatever that means through this fog of Christmas uh, cheer. But we saw this movie in theaters, so that was super exciting, and I'm really curious what y'all thought. Okay, it was awesome. <laughs> it was so much better than not that I didn't think it was be good, but it just. Destroyed my expectations. David wow. Harbour was probably one of the best Santa Clauses I've ever seen. And yeah. it was super funny, but really gory. It was a right. weird combination. And I love, yeah, I'm 
Well, we know, yeah, we know where you stand on core <laughs> and darkness. But yeah, what's interesting is we're kind of leaning into this killer Christmas, um, Christmas horror theme uh, for the month. But he, and this is a dark Christmas movie, he uh, kind of compares it a lot to Die Hard and kind of violent action movies, but he's the hero. So this killer Santa is killing bad guys versus on the naughty list yeah versus like being a murderous well being i guess you can be a murderer and murder good people bad bad guys yeah (laughs) um anyway he's doing it for the right reasons he comes from an ancient like viking or warrior past where he's really good with a battle hammer uh, <laughs> and kicks a lot of ass, but he's out of he's out of fighting shape when the movie starts. I think it's fair to say. Oh <laughs> yeah, yep. where does the movie start? How does that? What's our introduction to his character? He's getting super turned up at a bar and real drunk because he yep. knows his reindeers will drive him all over the world, so he doesn't have to like worry about drinking and driving. So it, it, we're not going to dwell on the um, logic and realism of magical <laughs> Santa movies, but. So I just so we get it straight, like it is Christmassy, like he's actively in mm-hmm. the process of delivering presents, but he's taking yep. a little pit stop at a at a pub and the the sleigh is parked on the roof and the, the reindeers are shitting everywhere. And <laughs> he throws um, up on the owner from the sky by accident. Right. There's some nice <laughs> gross out humor there. Mm-hmm. But our introduction to him is like the likable drunk he gives her a present on his way out for her nephew um, or for some family member to save him time so well sure yeah i mean he's <laughs> like it's very much the hopper character from stranger yeah. things in a santa suit which is not a bad thing no <laughs> Agreed. Derek, what did what did you think i i thought it was awesome it also exceeded my expectations and it had so many references to other christmas films mm-hmm it was yeah. just all around uh, a good gory Christmas callback movie. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the best gore came during the straight up Home Alone homage sequence. And we could have just gone with a whole month long of, you know, like Home Alone related content. We watched uh, Better Watch Out and didn't even um, talk about that for the podcast. But this takes a lot of inspiration um, during that part of the movie from home alone because there's a young girl in the movie who's kind of like communicating with him on a walkie talkie and she sets up traps in the attic, including some of the exact traps that Kevin uses, like um, breaking one of the steps of a ladder so that they like fall back on a bit of nails and everything that we talked about both in the, the last two movies for the podcast home alone two and then um deadly games like mm-hmm. deadly games actually wasn't that gory so in this movie like you see a nail going through someone's chin what are some of the other like brutal moments especially <laughs> from that sequence do you that, that you remember ashley she one of the um one of the people comes she goes up the stairs and she sticks on like this like sticky paper glue goo stuff and rips off like her scalp oh yeah and then they, yeah. like, they kept like having like a close-up camera uh, on it and it's just like her touching the back of her head and it's just like blood and hair <laughs> yeah that's right and that yeah there's like bowling balls being i guess just being rolled at somebody and then shooting things from a slingshot she shoots uh, a weight like a 20 pound weight yeah yeah like a dumbbell 
Yeah, just like <laughs> hits her in the face. And then that guy const- consistently falls on like th- the same bed of nails like three times. Oh, yeah. Like, that was hard they, to watch too. One nail in the it, it's it's clever because he's like going up the stairs and there's a nail clearly sticking out of one of the steps. And he's like, oh, you know, this stupid kid thinks that's going to fool me. But the real trap is the broken step. And that's how the nail ends up like Going falling his, you know. his chin yeah, yeah. into his oh. mouth Ugh. yeah it reminded me of the first um uh, what's that movie where you can't talk because the alien bugs a quiet place uh, a quiet place yeah where there's like this Chekhov's oh. nail in the oh, staircase yeah and you just know someone's gonna step on it and then scream which is gonna alert mm-hmm. anyway just like playing with your expectations in that way um, there's sort of a, a mystery to, or a twist to this movie. Do we want to get into kind of like the family dynamics and maybe just set up like what type, how would you classify this movie, Ashley? A, a crime caper, a, a heist? I would, yeah, like a heist, an action heist movie. Yeah. Basically. There's a super rich family. Um and the there's a couple that you know we kind of learn that is just back together for christmas or they're not actively together so they share a daughter and they're going to visit the guy's very rich family and one weird coincidence is that the sister the woman who plays the sister is also in uh the Righteous Gemstones playing the exact yep. same character. And that this family is called the what? The White Stones? The the Ledge Stones? I don't know. Something Stones. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know <laughs> Which I don't know. Maybe that's purely coincidental. But um, did you find this movie funny? Because it's definitely trying to be funny, too. Instead of yeah, just I a thought it was hilarious. Movie. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> I thought David Harbour was really good. Yeah. Yeah. They're the Light Stones. So light stones and the right yeah. righteous gemstones yeah uh-huh. <laughs> but so that's like and it's the i know derek's been on a real christmas bender um so ever since this movie and you watched christmas vacation uh recently too right yeah yeah so Last that's the night. wife the yeah wife. she yeah. she yeah sim- and also similar also this takes from a christmas vacation too in certain ways or both took it from other classics yeah, definitely. Um, I'm saving the clip we have for when Jamie pops on, but there, I think it is trying to not just be like a violent action movie. It's trying to say some things about family and and heart, and it kind of brings together the the mother and the father of the the daughter character to some to some degree. Even though um, he's do still you wanna... like not likable. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's I I guess, I'm not really looking for any. Um, critiques of the movie. I was entertained the whole the whole time, mm-hmm. and you yeah. know that there is going to be some kind of um, twist or explanation for. They get to the safe where three hundred is it? What three hundred thousand dollars? Oh, three hundred million okay, thousand. That's better. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say that's, that's that doesn't sound like enough for thirty dollars. Um, they get to the safe. <laughs> yeah. Um, they they get to the safe. And the money's gone. So, you know, some it's probably some sort of inside job. I mean, were you all trying to figure out who had pre-stolen the money? Or were you worried about that at all? I wasn't worried about it at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same. They also didn't give you that much time to think about it. 
before no. before they you know very obviously showed the the dad figure yeah they do that they do they basically tip it off when she they make the bad guys make them exchange presents and just kind of laugh <laughs> at what they get yeah. everyone in the family is trying to grovel um at the uh, feet of the mother because she's got all the power in the company and in the power over their um expensive lifestyles so it turns out that the son who wants to reunite with his family and finally like escape from out uh, out from under his mother's wing his plan is to steal this 300 million dollars and go live happily ever after with the family yeah right yeah, yeah, but as soon as yeah. he like unveils his plan, the ex-wife is like, "Well, the whole reason we're not together is because you're like selfish and always wanting your mom's money, and you're always like helping her with that stuff." So it's kind of like exactly, wah, wah. yeah. <laughs> didn't really learn, didn't really learn the right lesson uh, from that. But this traumatic experience, at least, <laughs> can Brought bring them together. <laughs> them together. Uh, we should talk more about David Harbor because he is so likable in this role that's meant to be. Uh, he's like curmudgeonly at first. He seems a little bit over the whole Santa gig when when we meet him. Obviously, he's just kind of like drinking the night away and going through the motions. And these there's some commentary on kids these days. Like all they want is video games and not and um, not slingshots or or bats or other helpful Molotov cocktails, <laughs> <laughs> things that would be helpful for him to fight the bad guys with. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I, this movie just wouldn't really work without. Like, I don't think very many actors could pull off that central role, and I don't think it would have been half as charming or enjoyable with anyone else in that Santa role. Yeah, he was extremely likable. <laughs> yeah, even from the first like two minutes when he's like getting drunk and like whatever. Like, I've I've invented Santa Claus and whatever he's talking about. He's just like, ha! Huh, I just really like him, and he is the same character as Hopper, who I loved. So. Right, he's but he does do the Santa Claus things. That's what made was a really awesome aspect of this film is they he did have a naughty list. He had a good list, and anybody on his good list, he would help out and like Mm -hmm. go extra lengths too, especially for this little girl. Yeah, yeah, he has this like the one thing just purely stylistically that I didn't love. Like the the action is pretty um, real. There's not like CGI. In the sequences, well, I um, okay, maybe the minus the rain. No, no, that's real. (laughs) Maybe the puke was CGI'd. A few (laughs) things like that. The thing that felt like futuristic um, visuals was the his his scroll. I don't know. I would have done that differently. You would have same. It was a little cheesy. Yeah, it could have been like on. I like. Oh, go ahead. Childish, just childish. It could have been done better. Yeah, I thought it'd be nice if they like opened up like that old school looking scroll. You know, like right. parchment paper, and it like li- like wrote on it, like in cursive yeah. or something. Exactly. You can use right, right. CGI. That's not my issue. The issue yeah. is like I don't like futuristic depictions of tech in movies. Right. They all look really um, just boring, or I don't know, like glass tablets that are like tablets, but they just have they're like completely translucent. Okay, cool. Like <laughs> it's just not an aesthetic that i enjoy so that's about as nitpicky but other than that that was really the only thing that took me out of the film Mm -hmm. yeah that's so good oh we might have a secret elf calling into the podcast (laughs) hello elf jamie (laughs) i don't know why i called you an elf 
Yeah. I couldn't decide what to do with it. So, hey, guys. Hey. I thought we uh, blocked your number. How did it get a hold uh, of us? I'm a, I'm a computer hacker, so I can, I can get around that stuff. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Impressive. Right. Good, on, good on you. Impressive work. Thanks. Before we ask you about the movie, I want to play a clip um, that we were holding for you. So that um, we could use that as a jumping off point, <laughs> maybe um, from here. <laughs> it's not. A, it's not I'm a trap. Right, I'm so yeah. Um, I'm so excited. Clip number one. They're naughty. And what do you do to the naughty ones? I give them a lump of coal. Yeah, give them their lumps. <laughs> it's a violent action comedy. It does have homages to Home Alone, to Die Hard, which is a Christmas movie. But it also. Okay. Did you like that? Yes, I did. David yeah. Harbour gets it. One more, <laughs> one more validation that Die Hard is in fact a, a Christmas movie, and we get to hear a little bit of the voice of the uh, his the the young girl character in this. But yeah, I think those are the two primary references: Home Alone, Die Hard. Um, We've talked about, you know, kind of the things we loved in this movie, Jamie. Uh, what what do you what did you take away from this? What was your most memorable moments? Um, well, the Home Alone horrific injury scene was probably yeah. <laughs> one of yes. the best. It was intense and also very funny. Like I liked being able like it was just interesting because in the Home Alone movies, the violence is so cartoonish and no one actually gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Even though they should arguably die every single prank that's played <laughs> on them repeatedly, uh, but you yeah. actually, yeah, like you see, it's like it's it's brutal. Like <laughs> it's a little uh, a little um, scary, but I really enjoyed it. It was super funny. I think that all adds the comedy to it. I feel like is acknowledging that it's insane. Yeah one one thing we haven't touched on is this whole extraction team <laughs> um, oh, man. sequence which i think yeah. is straight out of die hard 2 um there's a lot yeah. of die hard dna in the movie but i kind of en- i just enjoyed when it fully turned into like i don't know john wick style um like large scale action i think that's when you get you get them all converging on the um like garage or the the house that he's like hiding out in finding the hammer yes and then you get to see him like take out dozens of people on um well that were on snowmobiles i don't know did you i yeah. it's also very funny because the extraction team you would think would need stealth would need some sort of secrecy <laughs> or element of yeah. surprise and they ride up on the loudest vehicles in the entire world it was crazy <laughs> They said that um they like to do their extractions like they like to fuck hard, fast, and with wow. minimal cleanup. Is that what yeah, yeah. Fuck, yeah. It was. <laughs> hey, this is an R rated <laughs> movie. We have to we have to um <laughs> not hold back ourselves. But yeah, you're totally right. There there's like is it because they're trying to be funny or also because who do they work for? I, I'm now I'm now my brain is getting like scrambled. Like who the extraction team is in the pocket of the John Leguizamo. Yeah, yeah. The heisters. Mr. 
Grinch Christmas. Yeah, Carol. we didn't even we didn't Mr. Scrooge mention him yet. That's it, Scrooge. Yeah, Mr. Grinch Christmas. I like that too. <laughs> yeah, like his main motive is money, but he also had a tra- traumatic run-in with Santa, much like the the Gremlins monologue where she's explaining how her dad oh, got no. stuck in the chimney and died. Um, <laughs> Liguizamo's dad fell down the stairs because he was uh, because Santa pushed him. It was his grandpa, no, think and was, he went to a different house, he, and he pushed him. Yeah, with the presents. He went. He went to his next door neighbor's house because they had Christmas, and uh-huh. his family was very poor and did not have Christmas. So he got mad and was like, "I'm going to go full Grinch and I'm going to steal all their Christmas crap." But then the grandpa woke up and he said he like waffled between, and he tripped down the stairs because he got scared, and then he was like, "Well, maybe I pushed him. Who knows." Or yeah. something like that, I feel like. So that's where his villain story came in. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, which, frankly, he starts out as a villain because he goes over to his next-door neighbors to rob them. Right, yeah. Which <laughs> is not good. It's not a really a Robin Hood story if you rob it for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> You <laughs> yeah. can't. Yeah, I don't think you can justify that. It, did it, does it matter at all that, yeah, you're not rooting for him. You're not rooting. Like, the family all sucks. Like, yeah. The little, um, except for the little girl and the mom. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Yeah, they're um, great. I should exclude them. Yeah. I was um, like, wait. <laughs> although, anytime, I mean, obviously the little girl is innocent, but we don't know enough about the backstory between her parents to why she was ever like, you got as far into this family, you know, she, she clearly compromised some of her judgment to mm-hmm. be surrounded by the wealth or was madly in love with this dude that we don't really see much. Actually, I guess we do see a little of he he is very like sweet and gets the daughter the walkie talkie. And I guess we do see glimpses of why she might have fallen in love with him. Yeah, he, but he was just money hungry and that drove her crazy. Yeah, just kidding. Yeah. I don't know. I guess my point is like we're if we weren't rooting for Santa Claus and David Harbour and then the little girl and they're kind of they, it almost becomes like a team up movie between them. Mm-hmm. And they're both really easy to root for everyone else. You kind of just want to see. Um, yeah, you know, I, get what's get, get what's coming. I also sometimes rooted for like the bad guy team with all the like jingle and jangle and all the Christmas. Not specifically when they were actually like trying to kill the little girl, but outside of that, it was fun just watching them fight and just be kind of sassy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they were way they cooler. Were definitely the bad guys, and uh, yeah, they were. They were more interesting, and they were robbing a very rich family, which is like. Is that so mad sometimes, you know? So they if are Robin like Hood, this... is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. They can be <laughs> Robin Hood, but John Leguizamo originally was just a dick. <laughs> yeah, and, and we know, like, we, I mean, we don't learn much about how the family gets their money, but, like, we, the thing, the reason they have this $300 million is because the government gave it to them to spread misinformation in the Middle East or, like, <laughs> something very sinister, right? Yeah. yeah. Now they call it, it the kill squad. Like they were, yeah, it seemed like they were like a private security for hire kind of, but yeah. military scale. Yeah, but not just like, not, not just some kind guys. of innocuous money. Like they were doing actively very bad things. Uh, I mean, yeah. we like yeah. the mother and whoever was in control of running the company. So yeah, definitely okay to see them <laughs> suffer. Um, but ultimately we mostly see 
the extraction team <laughs> get blown to bits. Um, anybody mm. want to describe one of the final chimney kills? Oh man, <laughs> isn't that the climax? Like, I guess we should just talk about the climax of the movie um, because it's pretty impactful. James, you want to talk about it since you're our guest? Uh, go for it. You go for it. <laughs> no, you go. Wow. Oh, no. I guess- so um the legrazama one yes well like santa's on the verge of death um he's been shot off of the top of the chimney because he like escapes up there to um after he defeats one of the the snowmobile people i think the last one that's visible and so he's like um triumphant on top of the the chimney i think and then the random outside, just just open air chimney, um, and then he gets shot off of that and is like close to death. Um, but the family brings him back to life with Christmas by believing in Christmas, believing in Santa. Yeah, so that's some like, all classic Christmas pre- tale stuff. Yeah, there's also he like sucks yeah. using his Christmas magic. He like ah! sucks John Leguizamo lot. Mr. Scrooge up the chimney with him, yeah. And, and bends uh, him in he half. All... He doesn't yep. just bend him he in gets... half. He's just shredded. He gets squishy. Yeah, yeah it rains down Liquizamo <laughs> on oh everyone. I guess I, I was forgetting the sequence of a, of the order of events there. Like, Yeah, because you can't... think he's triumphant because he kills the bad guy. Right. And then all of a sudden he gets shot out by the secondary bad guy who we've forgotten is still around. God. Oh, oh, yeah. And then the mom shoots him in the in the head. Yeah. The bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. She's I mean, to some degree. uh, I mean, that's out of self necessity, but redeems herself in the moment anyway. Mm -hmm. And then he's still on the verge. That's when he's on the verge of death. Because yeah. what what yeah. I, the other thing I thought that was interesting about this is he's got like certain magical powers. He can um, fly a sleigh with the help of his reindeer. He can go up chimneys if he wiggles his nose sometimes, and that's about it. No, I mean no, he can he pull things out of his bag. Sack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His magic sack. Yeah, his bag and his <laughs> scroll. Right, mm-hmm. but like he's not super. Uh, he doesn't have super strength. He just kind of has hundreds of or thousands of years like 1200 years of yeah, experience fighting yeah <laughs> yeah that's um, it so he's, he's a good fighter but he's not invulnerable to harm so right. that actually made yeah. him way more of a you know like in way the movie way more dramatic because you knew like he right up the bat he gets like um shot or stabbed and he's bleeding pretty pretty heavily early mm-hmm. on in the movie so. and then he wraps himself like a present <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just amazing. Um, speaking of <laughs> speaking of that, um, before we, we let Jamie go, do you want to run through your Violent Night um, Movie Shots Club super special drinking rules? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. okay, drinking rules for Violent Night twenty twenty two. Just in general for Christmas movies, especially in December when we're all going through them, anytime a Christmas song plays. Obviously, that's a drink. That's just a general rule. Perfect. So for specifically this movie, we've got number one is anytime there's Christmas magic, which includes chimney stuff, 
um, chimney stuff, the yeah. troll, the bag, anything like that. That's that's a drink. And then number two, we have drinking Santa, which is anytime Santa drinks because he likes to drink in this movie, and <laughs> it's wonderful. Big time. And then number three is uh, death by Christmas or mm. home alone injuries. So anytime someone dies via like a Christmas topper or a tree or a light or a candy cane or any of the home alone little little traps too. It's a lot awesome. of drinks. drinks. <laughs> yeah, yep. that is probably yep. a sufficient it's number of holiday drinks. Season, you want to get a little toasty sometimes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you reminded me of a couple kills we forgot to mention. Yeah, someone gets stabbed through the cheek with the candy cane. And then mm-hmm. maybe in the same sequence, that's the person who gets the star in their eye. But in case that wasn't going to be enough to kill them, then he has, then uh, Santa has to plug in the star so that it, it basically <laughs> electrocutes him and then catches him on fire and then yeah. just like explodes or something. Amazing. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I like how they just really went for it, you know? Yeah. That's a perfect example. <laughs> that wasn't e- about subtleties. Yeah. <laughs> right. Not at all. That's that, that wasn't even specifically in the home alone sequence, but there are moments in home alone two where, um, the one guy is getting electrocuted, you know, he turns into like a fake skeleton briefly. Um, and it's like, it just keeps getting more and more extreme. But in this, the person is um, actually dead. So like you said, definitely interesting scene, seeing the consequences of all the violence, um, but the movie managing to have a heart <laughs> despite all of that. And I think, David Harbour gets a lot of credit for that. Yeah, he's also hot. He's got those tats when you see when he's wrapping himself up like oh, a yeah. present. You see his like old school Viking tats. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, is this dad bod he or like, he's like, like he looks like he's like six eight, like four hundred pounds? Yeah, <laughs> he's muscle, huge. muscle dad bod. Combo. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I guess there's some muscle yeah. under there. A okay with that. Yeah, and it's almost <laughs> like prison tattoos. It's, yeah, that's yeah. the vibe I get. Yep. But yeah, like Viking, well, like hot viking tattoos (laughs) (laughs) uh jamie anything else uh you want to you want to add before we let you go back on your merry way Mm, i very much i very much enjoyed the movie it was lots of fun and that is the end merry christmas all right thank you for joining and you will be back to talk about another christmas movie in two weeks that's all we'll say for now Okay, have a good night, guys. Thank you. Bye. 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 All right, now we're going to have Roxy call in and give her a review, Derek. (laughs) 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 What did Roxy think of the movie? Because she was with us in the theater. Uh, She fell asleep. (laughs) At (laughs) the end of every movie. At the end of it, uh, I really had to like wake her up. So I think she likes the the theater vibe. Yeah, the first time that my dog has gone to the theater. There weren't enough squirrels in it, so yeah, (laughs) yeah. The reindeer, you know, they didn't bark or anything, so she wasn't entertained. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, um, we have two movies to discuss, so we better move on from Violent Night. Unless y'all have anything else, Um, we can always circle back to it. It was awesome. That's it. It was badass. 
All right. Well, it is Christmas bloody Christmas time. Let's play that trailer. The U.S. Defense Department has spent over a trillion dollars on the most cutting-edge robot technology. Introducing RoboSanta Plus for the upcoming holiday season. What are you going to do this fine Christmas Eve? I was potentially going to go meet up with a dude. I've blown him off twice already, so... Come on, get a drink with your old pal, Robbie. What's up with you two? I just grabbed him to drink. I talk her out of some tender trash. You didn't oh. talk me out of anything. Oh, yeah. Christmas! Christmas! Christmas. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! New animatronic... Ooh. Okay, so <laughs> Violet Knight, absolute crowd pleaser. Yeah. Christmas bloody Christmas, um, streaming on on Shutter. So this is more of a get your friends together and watch at home movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and assuming you do that, <laughs> Ashley, what will their reaction be? I am very curious because I knew I I knew everyone liked the the first movie, but I feel like this one might be a little more polarizing um so to speak i didn't hate it okay okay but coming off of like watching violent night and how good it was yeah it's hard to watch this movie and be like i mean it had good moments very terminator-esque which we'll talk about i'm sure a lot um i like the main character i thought she was great Mm -hmm. um but the story in the movie itself was fine it was okay yeah so this one is more of a straight up horror movie um and i would say like overall it probably has more gore and more extreme um like leaning more extreme examples of like i don't know what people look for in a slasher movie yeah um more so or you know compared to the action um vibe of violent night but violent night did have great gore too yeah no i mean like i'm trying to say like it's clearly the gorier, more satisfying movie on that level, but I don't, I don't really believe that. I thought Violent Night had scenes that I was like, oh, more so than this movie. Interesting. Um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of like, there's curb stomping, there's shoulder bones busting out of people's necks. There's like the axe yeah. into the butt of that couple that's having sex in the toy store. Mm-hmm. Um, there's i thought there's really good kills in this <laughs> he kills a child that never I, happens exactly we get yeah. that we don't really fully see it but that's you know <laughs> that's <Yeah>. okay <laughs> that's probably yeah, that's the right fine. call um definitely definitely kill acts as a child in the back yes i watched um, it with my friend my friend of the podcast sydney and she was like there's no way he's gonna kill that child that's not that doesn't happen and i was like oh but in horror <laughs> movies there's not a you never know and then they did i was like oh yep <laughs> I mean, and that's that's what you want to do in a movie like this is kind of um, challenge people's Shock. expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, the main thing that I found so uh, unique or surprising about this movie was the the relationship between the main characters and the writing, and they're just like I, I thought I was watching before sunset. But yeah, yes. with uh, but in yeah. horror movie form, and I and, that's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, or somewhere like in Portland or Seattle. Mm-hmm. Where did it take place? Doesn't it, really seem to be tied to a specific. Okay, I think but it's they're meant to you know, they're kind of grungy, re- the, looking for records, kind yeah. of. Look, dive well, she bars. owns the record store. Yeah, big time hipsters or like punk. Yeah, hipsters. You know, alt music. Yeah. 
seeing people. They, I'm not a hundred percent convinced it works. It's it's not Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy and in, in Before Sunset and the no, writing. but it's it's huh. that's what it's got going for it. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Is, I, yeah. What's gonna happen? Because it's kind of, I don't want to say over the top, but just very cheesy and she's like kind of the real one and her the guy that she's with is kind of just this cliche uh character that you see in all films and she's kind of the omniscient or sorry the character that's the smartest but she's also still stuck in this weird fucking world yeah if that makes any sense so well in the world is so um the director talked about this but like and we've talked about this, like the big appeal of, of Christmas movies uh, or one of the big appeals is the aesthetic, especially for a horror movie. You have like dark um, scenes that take place at night, but all like gorgeously lit by Christmas lighting and um, big multicolor bulbs. And then like, I think the cinematography in this movie is also very, very stylized, which is typically a good thing for me i mean i like movies that are just going for it and i felt they like the energy in this movie was um palpable and extreme <laughs> whether you enjoyed it or not I, I i wouldn't like definitively argue with anyone on but it was stylized in a in a way that I've, i found mostly appealing was it mainly uh, throwing all the bodies or what there's so many windshields that broke in this movie. I think it's yeah. the most windshields I've ever seen broken in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. We need that scale um, to rank <laughs> movies upon as well. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I was overall like surprised by the things that we've talked about so far and just the tone and the the um, vault. Like I've been watching, rewatching Gilmore Girls um, <laughs> and, you know, famously known for its um, lightning Horror. fast dialogue yeah and it's horror and it's holiday uh episodes great um being in stars hollow for christmas <laughs> but the uh just like the fact that they were constantly talking i mean they are there's this whole sequence where a ton of other shit is happening where they're just naming their favorite second or their favorite movie of a horror movie franchise so like aliens versus you know like and then mm-hmm. god there's some weird examples that i think i think one of them says covenant and the other one's just like what, what how, yeah. how would you say that it's just but it's like then it's over and they've just like rattled through like all these names of punk bands or movies movie references it it's a little bit like and in between their answers shit's going on like they're cutting yeah. to other shit going on mm-hmm. nearby when, in the, when we in were a little sleepy town, exactly. When we were watching it, I mean, I just kept saying this movie is chaotic as fuck. Like it's, <laughs> it, it, and, and I think that's that's an energy I kind of enjoyed, but it was it was kind of kept me constantly on edge just because I was like a sensory. It was a sensory overload, right? And it wasn't at all. I mean, well, I don't, you guys might have some a different opinion, but I, it wasn't scary like at all. But yeah, it was just a lot of things going on. It's, it was, was it was just like when is the next kill going to happen and what's going to happen and how right. mm-hmm. how are they going to shoot it and like is it going to be practical effects or CGI? That's kind of how I was, you know, in the back of my head watching it. I mean, that's and I like the practical slasher effects. movies. Yeah, I like you know? the practical effects too. I thought they were really well done. 
yeah, oh, let's yeah. let's hear from the director real quick, and then we'll um, talk about it a little bit more. So I'm curious, what made you want to make a Christmas horror movie? Well, I've always wanted to make one. You know, I just, there's A, there's not enough. Um, and B, just the aesthetic is so nice. You know, I like sensationalism and like, I love just pure aesthetic in my frames and in how movies look that I make. So Christmas always just lent itself to that. And interestingly enough, for most of my life, it was always like, the movie I want to remake most is Silent Night, Deadly Night. It's got the best iconography of a killer Santa. Nice. Um, it's got a cool name, but the story is not like, who cares about the story? It's something you kind of make your own. So I just thought it was the best movie. Like movies like that are primed for remake. So right after VFW. Okay. Yeah, so that's that Joe sense. Begos um, talking about it. He, Derek, do you want to describe what he looks like? Uh, a <laughs> metalhead. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a yeah. grunge dude. I mean, yeah, giant oh. uh, long hair and, and giant black beard. Um, but Silent Night, Deadly Night, 1984 um, yep. was the season that we we watched that for. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote this script as a remake to that a remake for that movie, and they were like, "Well, why is Santa a robot?" And he's like, "Well, who? What, what does it matter?" Who cares? Yeah, why is yeah. Like, a robot? like, and then when they didn't they didn't want to go with that treatment because it was like too different than the original. He was like, okay, well, I guess I can just, it was my idea. So I can make it (laughs) its own movie. And he'll go on to say in that interview, like how much he loves Terminator, which you brought Mm -hmm. up, Ashley. I mean, Terminator, RoboCop, um, some of the like POV of the Santa is pretty cool. With the the axe. Oh dude. Yeah. And it made sense too. Like it definitely took, well, when I say take me out of it, it's just like then that's when I think about like, okay, what was the choice that was being made there? And now how do they do this? But the POV thing was fucking rad. I really yeah. wanted in that scene when he's like in the, so he's in the toy store, he like wakes up or whatever and is ready to like kill everyone. <laughs> and there's a couple having sex. I really wanted him because they had like the POV of him walking down the aisles. I really wanted him to just like walk down all the aisles and just leave the store and just like leave them alone just because you expect Dude, him to kill yeah. them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. They could have they could have done that. It's just they probably thought the audience was getting uh, bloodthirsty at that yeah. point. In probably. The movie. Because when but, they yeah, because when it happened, then I was like, OK, fine, whatever. You could have just like walked out and then immediately saw someone in the street and just threw an axe at them and then it would start, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> True. Um, sure. He appreciates. I people think he fucking, did. He just wants to kill random people. Yeah, I feel like he did walk by people. some potential victims and ignored them, but I might. I that don't think be. he did because he was yeah. he was just stalking the couple from the beginning. If anybody got in his way, it was murder. Yeah. His Fair way enough. or everybody's dead way. I don't know. Dead or axe way. Yeah. Mm. Um, they also had to kill the, the couple in the toy store because that's where Silent Night, Deadly Night takes place. So that was kind of the first oh, step yeah. in that homage. Nice. I I, oh, cool. I I like the movie a lot. I mean, everything he said about the aesthetic rang really true oh, yeah, for me. Dude. And the kills and practical effects, one hundred percent. Um, in a in a in a way that I think we all appreciate when you see someone's head getting squished on the <laughs> stairs or mm-hmm. in the car or <laughs> on any number mm-hmm. of different surfaces, you can yeah. see like the rubbery flesh, um, gooey, you know. <laughs> thing that they modeled that they built you know really really squishing that's obviously really um yeah it's this like perfect line for me there's something wrong with us 
Well, no, no because it that, doesn't look real. It. I mean, it looks hyper real. He said sensationalism mm-hmm. is the word he sure. used. Like that's what's fun about slashers versus movies that are yeah, like uh, torch, like hostile, like torture mm-hmm. porn style movies. Is they're actually this is going for um, a heightened sense of reality. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the the town wouldn't actually look. Like the way it's depicted through the <laughs> through the act, film uh, grain. This is filmed on um, either sixteen or thirty-five yeah. millimeter, and, and it yeah. looks like it. I mean, sometimes movies use an effect to make it look like it, but there's definitely oh, a dude. tactile feeling to it. Yeah, that mm-hmm. overly high uh, saturation on the blue colors, which we've mentioned before. Yep, um, absolutely, just natural in this film. Well, and then you go to like her place, which is like lit up in all those neon colors, and oh, that looked yeah. really wild. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Visually, pretty cool. Yeah. I, I. So I mean, it sounds like y'all are both a little mixed. I mean, I don't. We don't. We are doing a double feature, so I guess we can yeah. compare them. But uh, this is more my type of movie, more on the horror slasher end of the spectrum than the other movie. But like. It just depends what you want out of it. This was more surprising and satisfying to me. The other one's more entertaining. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, I don't know. How how would y'all how would you classify it, Ashley? Um, I mean, Violent Night's definitely like an action thriller. So yeah. I well, I'm sorry, I in... said classify again. I just mean You mean where like... do they sit in your personal preference zone? Oh, Violent Night, hands down, way over yeah. this movie. But I appreciated things about this movie. It's just I really enjoyed Violent Night more. So, I mean, he, the director says it himself. He didn't give a fuck about story. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is fine. It's, yeah, it's the aesthetics. Clearly, it's the cool. kills. It's the. I mean, I think the thing that sometimes all of that's true, and then you don't even get like a novel presentation, mm-hmm. whether it's visually or the way the characters uh, had such, um, you know chemistry and banter in this is not typical of a slasher movie so and, he, and the yeah. second his, her love interest died pretty quickly in it which i was surprised by too which yeah great. but that's when you that's what made it kind of the, anything can kind of happen in this right. structure of a of a story or well after you kill the kid i was like yeah everyone's gonna die yep yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> um derek any like um I assume you liked Violent Night better, but do you kind of even look at that, look at it that way, or you just enjoyed them both? Um, well, I had to leave Violent Night early because I was getting uh, just tired, and Roxy was tired too. The other but... ones, you had to leave this one, Christmas, Bloody Christmas. Oh, early. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, I don't know the 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 artisticness of Christmas, Bloody Christmas, totally had me. Yeah. I, I I noticed the story wasn't great. The acting was fine, uh, but mm-hmm. just the aesthetics really did kind of keep me into it. And again, I think about how these people are making the films and what the decisions were on some of the lights and and even just how the editors chose to not to kill the couple versus not because he could have just left to go attack the same people. Yeah, uh, Just little things like that. I don't I think entertainment value for a regular person that likes horror films. And Christmas films, uh, Violent Night, Deadly Night, right? Yeah. What? Yeah. 
Uh, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. Violent Night. Uh, okay, I was like, what? Violent Night, Deadly Night sorry. combo. <laughs> Violence Night um, is more entertaining and I think more for a general audience. And then Christmas, Bloody Christmas, if you're into slashers and more horror, that's the jam too. I mean, they're both really fucking good. Yeah, and that's actually pretty surprising um we might talk a little bit about the early reception to these movies um at the end but these movies uh, dozens of these come out or you know like a handful of these come out every year and uh, and this applies to the horror genre overall too like a lot of them are terrible like you can still enjoy them because they they check the boxes of the genre but like these are both legitimately entertaining and 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 good and going for things in their in their own way. Like I would pretty much recommend Violent Night to anyone. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, over I the age of whatever. Yesterday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in this movie, I would like Derek said. Yeah, it it's a little bit more of a a niche audience, but I'm certainly in it. So oh, yeah. good times. Anything else on Christmas, Bloody Christmas? Do you want to talk about the ending scene? Since yes, um, since Go Derek didn't it. get to see it, I'll no, just you put can... my earmuffs on. Oh, are you gonna watch it? <laughs> la 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 la, and the goat go for it. But I'm just gonna la la la. I'll meet um, myself to yourself. Basically, please. it la, ends la, la, up la. with the final girl, obviously against um, the robotic Santa. But you think he dies about 25 times? Yep. And um, he turns even more and more robotic. His like his like flat, fake flesh like peels away. His eye turns into like a light, just like in um, Terminator. Um, she rolls a car onto him. He survives and rips his arm off. So he doesn't have an arm, you know, just a bunch of Terminator stuff coming to light. He has a glowing green light source or power source in his throat ish mm-hmm. area. Yeah. And what is, I mean, how does the final kill go down now? I'm, now I'm like planking. Considering I thought she killed him so many times. Um, she blows. Oh, they end up, he ended up following her back to her record store. So she's just a story record store, which sucks, but she, lights him on fire and then she lights a fire onto the sprinkler system which goes onto him and short circuits all of his like shit and then he blows up right <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean it's uh at the end of the day he's a robot more than flesh and bones and it's like this military grade they they spend very little time yeah. but I don't think they need to spend any more time than they do explaining mm-hmm. explaining it um, if you've seen Terminator you get it um, yeah. but it's fun because you're fighting this robot with different um, characteristics than than a human so killing mm-hmm. them um, is a whole different challenge than something like Silent Night Deadly Night I wanted to be multiple Santas I wanted him to die and then just be like walking down the street just like 10 of them in a row Right. I mean, presumably ends. they are. There are others out there, much like the they're recalled. Guy dolls. I thought or something, but yeah. yeah. But like, they, yeah, where do they go when they're recalled, though? To they break Chucky, out, and then <laughs> yeah, there could yeah. be a Chucky Santa crossover. Yeah. <laughs> Chucky Santa. Cool. Well, um, that was really fun. Our first double feature part of one of this episode <laughs> is in the books. Um, I think it was really fun to watch these two similar movies and, and uh, compare them. But now we are going to move on to a segment we call Rank the Blank. Derek, do we have a holiday sponsor this week? 
On the first day of Christmas, I left the Hallmark store with the stuff toiling Rodney Reindeer. On the next day, I bought Rhonda, and then I added more. Now fire to the song before dance with Rhonda. Hallmark, thank you. Three coffee toys, two girls and boys, one more for the treat, and the stuff toiling Rodney Reindeer. Give Rodney and Rhonda Reindeer this Christmas. They're only at Hallmark. Ooh. Okay, Rodney and Rhonda Reindeer available exclusively at Hallmark Store Stuffed near animals. you. Yeah, Hallmark hmm. stores are still a thing, right? I'm sure. I mean, in so much <laughs> that malls are still a thing, seen. and are they always in malls? Great question. I don't really yeah. know where they are. Hallmark cards are still a thing. I'm pretty confident in saying yeah. so. Our fake sponsor, Hallmark, this week um, can hook you up with a great card meanwhile um rank the blank is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and movies in this case and rank our personal favorites sometimes we mix it up and do something that's more of a battle royale it seemed appropriate for this pairing of movies we're going to do a badass santa (laughs) battle royale um i have pitted eight different Santas against each other. So we're just going to run through the four matchups. And then, you know, the way a tournament works is then you have four, then you have two, <laughs> then you have one champion. Mortal so um, Santa. Ashley, do, if you, if you're having trouble reading um, any of my notes here, let me know, but you can, you can run through the, do you want to run through just one matchup at a time and we'll just bang through these? Yeah, let's go. Okay. All right, so the first matchup we're going to choose from who would win is Hopper's good guy, Santa Claus, versus the animatronic killer Santa from Christmas Bloody Christmas. Yeah, so, so that's an easy one, two, fresh in our minds. Who would win if they fought each other? And I think it's true that this is going to be the only... Um, uh, I'm calling him Hopper, but of course, you know, that's his character from Stranger Thing. Um, he's a, a a good guy, if that matters, in our equation here but yeah i mean realistically does he have any chance against the animatronic santa from um christmas bloody christmas i mean if a record shop owner i would say if she can destroy him (laughs) i feel like hopper or santa claus who has some magical powers and if he has his um ooh, we got got if he has his hammer and the animatronic killer santa claus only has that like little axe like he's gonna destroy he's just gonna knock his head off they both are big and we didn't call it a little axe it's a full-size fire axe versus a full-size but the hammer has a longer reach I just feel like okay. I think that one is human though, and he could chuck his axe at the human. He's not human. Um, Hopper is. He no, is he's more. Not. He's human. been alive he... for like thousands of years. Well, okay, so, so he's immortal. So you have to chop his head off. Maybe. I mean, he, he we he can definitely be wounded a lot more easily than the animatronic okay. one. But actually, I'm still saying agreeing, but maybe his battle experience. Yeah, his battle experience weapon and... is better. It could just smash. Bullets the... didn't didn't mess with robot Santa Claus, right? No, no, and, but but a, but a huge hammer could. Yeah, it could like knock Terminator, his head off. Uh huh. Where you can crush him, crush the green glowing orb. Okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he's the one we would prefer to root for. So I'm fine with that. We'll give him the victory. What's Woo-hoo! our next matchup? So our next one is Billy Chapman from Silent Night, Deadly Night versus Le Père Noel. From Deadly Games. 
Yeah, so these are two emotionally stunted <laughs> adult <laughs> men that are um, going to get fucking demolished in round three. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of fixated <laughs> on Santa and go on murdering sprees while in a Santa suit. So I feel like this is I mean, I made these, but I feel like this is a good matchup. Yeah, <laughs> they should they should just team up and move on. Oh, OK. I mean, you they would still a curveball in, but they could form an alliance. I mean, even if they formed an alliance, they would still die. Okay, well, um, let's pick one then. Um, Okay. I think Billy Chapman. Okay. He killed more people, and he's faster, and he's, like, not trying to play games. He just wants to murder people. Okay, I like where you're going. The other one might stop just short of killing him if Billy Chapman's like, um, now it's your turn to hide and seek. Yeah, and then (laughs) Billy Chapman would just kill him. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, good call. Um, I will think maybe you've seen this next movie ashley uh, no oh you haven't okay <laughs> no i looked i was like i don't know what this is so the next one's goldberg's satanic wrestler santa from, <laughs> i totally spelled that wrong oh goldberg yeah he's a wrestler oh is it the wrestler yeah <laughs> oh man i haven't have, seen this have okay. you actually seen this drew i have not um I'm, oh, okay. so none of us have no but I, but I have seen countless wrestling matches with Goldberg. Okay, we know his his finishing move is the spear. So okay, yeah. now I know. And then little no. Giz versus Gizmo, which I don't yeah. want to see die. But I don't Gizmo's think he's going to make it. Not a gremlin. So well, Gizmo wears a Santa hat, so I felt like he qualified for this. And was your yes. Christmas movie? Santa. That's fine. Bad, badass. So Royale. Gizmo's going to seriously get choked out. Yeah, and probably he's get... break every bone in his body. Well, just from one well, power slam. From Derek, you play you're a, you play Super Smash Bros, right? Mm-hmm. If yeah, Gizmo so think could... of it, think of it like that. Yeah, Gizmo like would be a whole really team. rad character to play in Super Smash Bros. <laughs> Honestly, I think they added him because to a recent there, like version of it. There would be a special move where he turned into a gremlin. Well, that, yeah, but not then just that, but back. like think agility versus hulking, like slow. He could size. also play piano and like yeah. hypnotize the opponent. He could be in his little Corvette. And oh, go around man. time in a rope or okay. something. Dude, yeah. that's brilliant. Yeah, Gizmo definitely wins. I just picture like Goldberg like bouncing off the ropes and trying to do his like just wearing spear move. Gold- and, yeah. Then and he's wearing he a Christmas misses. hat as well. Yeah, yeah. and then well, Gizmo like, just shoot an arrow at his face. He just jumps up on the top rope and then no, yeah, he definitely takes his... the bar the pink Barbie car. Yeah. And rides and tr- him. Ties yeah. him up and then basically, yeah. Let's okay. the gremlins eat him. Okay. All right. We yeah. got our first three winners are from round one. Ashley, what's the last matchup before we move so to round two? So we have Krampus versus the Finnish folk legend. You pronounce this, Drew. <laughs> Julapuki. That's what, that's what I was going to say from Rare Exports. And I haven't seen either of these. So same. You haven't seen the more recent Krampus movie? Mm-mm. Mm. I don't. I was trying to jog this my memory. Adam Scott. Yeah, yeah. I saw it. I didn't theaters. finish it. I didn't like it. So I saw Yeah, I watched it. a portion of it as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's not it's not great. Um I was trying to jog my memory just specifically on like what the Krampus character like look their attributes, what what it looks like. It's got this there's the one most memorable scene, um, and I attached an image here is like the the decaying teeth and the really long mm. tongue coming out of this like evil santa mouth that's krampus and then in um rare exports he looks actually quite similar to um like the older man santa archetype we actually see hundreds of naked old men in a pen in rare exports like 
but they have the master like i don't know like um head it, it was supposed to be like a goat man mixed with a santa person is the legend mm. i don't i don't really know how to how to <laughs> um battle these two but um i definitely know which movie is better if that helps krampus rare exports is oh is it a is classic. yeah oh okay it's very good we watch that every year naked oh. men sounds awesome cool <laughs> rare old exports man, looks like the thing old man strength yeah in this trailer it, it has a thing component so this like okay. this corporation is trying to unearth something from this mine and kid it has like a, a thing meets like a spielbergian et story because you're following these kids okay. and they're getting in over their head um All it's, right, a, it's go, a really good one let's go judah pookie okay <laughs> um all right so um we got hopper well who should hopper fight uh julapuki okay so you can just kill him off real quick yeah yeah <laughs> all right so hopper advances um and then we got billy versus gizmo which is funny because um billy is the name of gizmo's <laughs> yeah um best friend in gremlins Maybe you know, Billy, I don't want to say owner, but his maybe know. maybe Billy Chapman is like, hi, my name's Billy. And he tricks Gizmo and then Gizmo's like, oh, I love you. And then he kills him. Ooh. OK, I was going to say Billy gets like. I mean, less I want, ripped apart. I mean, I want Gizmo to be the final two with Hopper because they're both good Same. guys. And then they would just yeah. have a pact. I'm a. Oh, he would be oh. in his. He could be in his his gift bag or his presents bag. We're not. <laughs> to, to we're not. To, uh, that round he is a yet. present. He has a I'm thinking Gizmo does fall for Billy's uh, trick. Games. Yeah. But then after the fact, like Billy just gets shredded even worse than he normally would. <laughs> because Gizmo's like understands that it's not Billy. Well, uh, let's let Billy can kill Gizmo, but maybe, you know, maybe no, Gizmo. Gizmo kills. Is Gizmo reborn as a present that Hopper gives out to a kid next the next year? <laughs> I'm saying Gizmo kills Billy. Oh, okay. Oh, I mean, I prefer that. Yeah, so like Gizmo comes back and like shreds him even more. Like he's on the verge of death. Gizmo's on the verge of death, but then comes back. But think if we're, well, let's think of, well, okay. While he's on the verge of death, I think like the most satisfying conclusion to this Royale would be, we think that Billy kills Gizmo. And then we get to see Hopper's Santa Claus uh, get revenge for gizmo by killing billy okay. and then at the okay. end once the battle royale is declared over and hopper wins we find out gizmo actually survived because we can't Love have it. them fight and we can't have a cop no. out okay where they don't, so they're where technically the, final battle the, the battle's over okay yeah so, yeah. so okay I, I see what you're saying yes. and gizmo it's a tie yeah, Gizmo is out of the. Co- he loses the competition, but he, he retains his life, which is is good. Which and is now him and Hopper hang out every Christmas. Yes, yeah, they're best buds. Oh, I Sweet. like that. A Hopper Gizmo Christmas. Oh my oh. god! Yeah, we need to see that. <laughs> Take notes, okay. everyone. Well, that was fun. Um, we have the one of the movies. I honestly think the the second runner up, if it was not round robin like this would have been mm-hmm. the two movies that we watched for sure so um hopper comes out victorious because he beat the hardest opponent in the first round probably yeah yep all right Agreed. well that's it for rank the blank this week sponsored 
sort of fakely by Hallmark Corporation, assuming they are still in business. You can get your loved ones a delightful, sentimental, cheesy card from one of their many department stores this (laughs) holiday season. Now, back to our feature presentation. Okay, Um, this is where we usually check in on how the movie was received. These are both very new, but Ashley, do you have any info on the reception to Violent Night and Christmas, Bloody Christmas? Well, surprisingly, so Violent Night got a 72% on on Rotten Tomatoes, the tomato meter, but an 88% audience score, which I think Mm -hmm. makes sense. Crowd pleaser. And then Christmas, Bloody Christmas got a 70% on the tomato meter, but no audience score at all. So <laughs> it is newer. Um, yeah. And so they're still collecting, <laughs> collecting mm-hmm. the data there. I'm sure uh, that's kind of what I was alluding to earlier. My impression was that they were being well received. And mm-hmm. this type of movie is usually kind of like dismissed to some degree, as we've seen from all those Ebert reviews over the, yeah. over the years. <laughs> so it's, it's cool that both of them were, uh, are finding an, an audience. How's Violent Night doing in the box office? I know Christmas, Holy Christmas, probably just on Shutter. So, yeah. So we, it, it's it's a surprise hit. Um, Black Panther: Wakanda uh, Forever is you know in its fourth week and is still at number one. But Violent Night, um, the week before this one, debuted at number two with thirteen million. Nice. And now, let me see how it did last weekend. Um, for like a a violent stayed at number Christ- two. That's awesome. For a violent yeah. Christmas movie, that's a really hard thing to pull off. So It actually gained theaters, which doesn't happen a ton this day and age. So they must have like been really impressed by its performance. So they put it in more theaters and it only dropped 35%, which um, if you're comparing it to horror movies, they sometimes drop off a cliff. Um, because like <laughs> the, well because they have like a built-in audience but then once yeah. that horror movie or that audience sees it, there's not a ton of like uh, additional word of mouth but i think violent night is benefiting from the buzz nice that's awesome um okay so we watched two movies this week and we have to rate both of them and see if they are new release or old news we'll start with violent night derek should we just do a three two one no no drew hates that should we do a one two three just a two. <laughs> no, you, no, you hate. We that. can count off reindeer again. No, we can. We can um, do it. It's the new release. It's easy. Yeah. Yeah. New release. New release. There's no okay. counter. Uh, yeah. There's no counter because it is literally a new release, and and a new release. It's good. <laughs> like, but what about so. Christmas, buddy? Christmas. New release. Ashley. Uh, all news. I'd only because I wouldn't recommend it to anyone, and I did not my That's not fair. my cup of tea. It's a, just a me. It's been out a week, and it's already old news. Um. Yep. Move on to the next Christmas movie for you. I, I'd i obviously say new release, but this one is a throwback to like uh, the era of movie that we often watch for the podcast. So if you're, especially if you're into, you know, 80s and 90s uh, horror slasher movies, then this will be an extra new, new release for you. Perfect. And then how, how okay. not? We came up with a scale. We failed miserably <laughs> last week for our, killer christmas miniseries scale but yeah what are we gonna do ashley 
So we're going to do a how naughty scale. So how naughty on a scale of one to eight pain deer plus Rudolph, if it's extra naughty um, or the <laughs> movies we watched. Yeah. Um, you, uh, does this make sense to anyone? <laughs> yep. I got uh, it. Yeah. Okay. But how are you going to do it? Just kidding. <laughs> um, let's go with Violent Night first. So on a scale of one to eight plus Rudolph, if it's extra painful or naughty, um, would you guys give this one? 7.5. Oh, now we can give half reindeer? Yeah. yeah. Because, for, well, for, for, for so Rudolph is, Rudolph is dead in this one, right? Yeah, he's not there. So pain, pain deer, man. Rudolph the pain deer. Gets so you'd a, say seven and a half? Yeah, this, I mean, I can't imagine. So I'll go as low as a seven. That's all I can go. <laughs> I, okay. I, uh, yeah, I mean, if a seven, if the scale is eight with a little um glowing cherry on top then i'm fine with i'm I'm fine with a seven i mean it is there's a lot of pain <laughs> yeah and there's quite a few deer and and luckily none of them die <laughs> actors and tropes as well yeah so. yeah i would give it yeah i would give it a seven um christmas bloody christmas was more brutal like more like i thought it was almost harder to watch um violent night only because like they seem so realistic with like the nail going through the mouth and, like the stuff like that yeah. but the actual like deaths themselves we talked about before and bloody christmas bloody christmas are way more gruesome so yeah it's it's pretty tricky actually it puts this pain deer this very well thought out pain deer scale to the to the, <laughs> the test, test here because um i didn't count the kills for violent night um but somebody did that in fact for me on youtube um kill count uh, account um there's 12 kills in Christmas, bloody Christmas. Got to be well, like way more because night. of all the, yeah, the extraction team getting killed. Yeah. Um, I'm fine there's with like, like a 6. Point okay. eight. <laughs> I, I just six. don't know that we need, okay, need six. partial reindeer yet. All right. Um, I mean, I would go, uh, I don't know that I would go higher, but any, anyway, no, I'm fine. Six, I'm fine six with 6. 6 is good. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right, so each week when we watch a movie or two movies this week, we take something from them and sell it in the gift shop. Since we're doing a killer Christmas month, um, right now we only have dial code new release, this hotline for holidays where you sit on our laps and it's tell a, us what you want for Christmas. It's a virtual lap hotline. What's, what's weird about that? Oh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, so what do we want to take from Violet Night and sell it? Um, hmm the walkie talkie is pretty cool the I like um, hammer he, the hammer yeah like sure. a viking could... experience to learn how to <laughs> like a viking tour to show how chris uh santa actually came to be but it's like a a gore tour like it's a yeah tickets to um a theater show wow where... okay now we have to put on a whole theater show what about yeah. like homemade cookies from kids that sounds a okay. little easier. <laughs> um, what about like homemade co- or cookies? Yeah, homemade cookies. That so so have we're like... gonna we're gonna get kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're gonna make them make us cookies, and then we're gonna send them to people and sell them. All right, child labor. Um, Perfect disclaimer: these cookies were one hundred percent made from kids that were unpaid, but yeah handsomely rewarded with our Cookies. free access to the hotline anyway <laughs> oh man it's got worse and worse okay yep. 
So from Christmas, bloody Christmas, what do we want to? Yeah. We could have gone hammer axe combo. I mean, but um, no, this does wield that we've kind of have done like a hatchet before. Everyone I'm loves sure a hatchet. weapons. We did a letter opener, a knife letter opener. Remember? Yeah. But have we done like a new release hatchet, like your own bloody axe? No. Okay. It comes with blood on it. Or, you, I mean, or... a robot. A robot. <laughs> oh, a whole robot? <laughs> no, a, a robot axe. So you push oh. like a button and it's like, shink. Oh, I like that. You push like another effects. button and it's like, ah, shink. Okay, a sound okay, effect. Okay, so a, a sentient um, animatronic robot axe with legs. Gosh, that not sentient. Can... No, no, no. <laughs> no. Oh, it's not sentient? No. No, it's very, it's just, it's no AI, no any of that stuff. It's just, it's just chops for you. It's a soundboard. Yeah. Non sentient. Okay. But it is, it is sharp. Yeah, that's fine. You can kill with it, but you also can play like sound effects in case it doesn't. In my head, I picture it being really tiny, but I guess you guys are talking like a full scale axe. Derek, don't go anywhere. You're getting really wobbly over there. No. Um, we're wrapping up in a second. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I thought you're dashing off. He's just leaning like a reindeer. Dash. No, my ankle hurts. I uh, oh, okay. I slipped in the snow earlier. Oh. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. Well, we got some great gifts piling up in our warehouse. Um. Get them while you can. Perfect. What are we watching? Right. What are we watching next week? Do we okay, know? Okay, so next week, um, I mean, since we did a double feature this week, I uh, desperately want to do a triple feature next week. No. But I have a compromise. Wow. Before you say no, um, again, the original Black Christmas 1974 changed horror movies forever. It's almost like the original slasher movie and it's a Christmas movie. So I really want to do that. That's um, That's my first choice. And then I want... Uh, I would like to ask you guys to watch one of the other two. Um, So in 2006, they remade it with Michelle Trachtenberg. (laughs) And then only three years ago, they remade it again. Um, And I'm going to watch all three, you know, because I'm watch all three. A completist. But I can watch one first because I've seen it. No, you have to watch 1974. Everyone watches 1974. (sighs) And then watch one of the the newer ones i'm just gonna watch the old one and i'm not saying ah okay <laughs> because it is good so there's a well, reason the re- that we're gonna watch the it. reason i want to talk about all three is because this is a time traveling podcast and we can look at what's changed like over the eras of remaking the same movie is it a similar storyline then like the same yeah it's a remake oh everyone is a remake <laughs> okay yeah they're well they're, so maybe they're, the michelle trackenberg one because i like her yeah, I mean, just watch. I mean, watch as much of it as you can, just so we can have some context. The main, the main conversation will be about the 1974 one, but I okay. want to like have some context of like how the story evolved over the years. I'm pretty sure the newest one is really leaning into like modern dialogue and and gender dynamics, and 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 mm-hmm. so I'm out. I'll watch the middle one. I, the cheesiest <laughs> one is going to be the early aughts. We just or lost the, 16 listeners. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the 2006 one is definitely going to be a time capsule from kind of like, you know, our um, teen years. Your I was teen in college. Years. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> lots changed. So, okay. Well, it sounds like you are fully committed to watching 1.5 of them at least. Yes, I am. Okay. 1.25. Um, and Derek, yeah, watch 1974 um, and then watch one or some of the other two please cool 
We have a original radio ad as our teaser for the original one. Remember those idyllic scenes out of your childhood? Crisp winter nights, sleigh bells, crackling yule logs. Remember those. Remember them well. After Black Christmas, they'll never be the same again. Black Christmas. <laughs> well, there we go. That's it. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Um, that's it for this week if you want to follow the rest of our christmas mini series and find out live where we're going next at the same moment that ashley and derek find out eventually because we don't know um (laughs) then you should subscribe by searching new release on spotify or apple or anywhere else you get podcasts ashley oh i didn't think of one for this that's a mm, trap uh, what trap you've used that before yeah, I probably have. last week. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a reindeer crap. Oh snap! Perfect. 